0: Hi everybody and welcome to our first video miss spirituality um podcast i guess it is um you're seeing us in person this is our first one hopefully we'll be able to do more of these um and i want to welcome you get to see them not just hear them um my two sisters who will be joining us today on the podcast welcome christina Hi. and carolina
1: Hello.
0: hi Kino. hi christy hi guys Hello. welcome how are you guys doing
1: pretty good good, good. good. everybody yeah, good. pretty good
0: yeah yeah we decided to record today um just felt inclined to we do have another um set of questions that were submitted and I'm really excited. We've been wanting to answer these for a minute. So this is adding a new element, I guess, a new media element to it, but also um, giving you guys the opportunity to send questions in so that we can answer, you know, as best we can. Again, it doesn't take place of um, any medical advice or anything, but this is just kind of like coming from our life experience, our expertise in what we study, and kind of just like friends giving some good advice. Um, yeah,
1: just kind of like life experience. Yeah, course. Based on the journey. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Christy studied a lot of like spiritual stuff. Carol studies a lot of spiritual stuff. But we also really love psychology mm-hmm. and mental health stuff That's and funny. relationship stuff. And it's kind of what we do for fun, like all day long. We were literally talking for a couple hours about all of this, so it's just what we do. So it's kind of like we're your good friends, and we get to answer the questions and give you advice. You know, hopefully it's helpful advice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So I guess we'll get started. And so our our next three questions are submitted um, by actually a friend of mine who I know. Um, I won't say their name, but they actually submitted some really good relationship based questions, which I think like a lot of people right now are going through a lot of kind of transitions in their relationships. There's just a lot going on and it's, you know, relationships with family, it's relationships with partners, it's relationships with our jobs and ourselves and, you know the government, everything is just shifting right now and everybody's really trying to take care of themselves. But that really has pushed people to make decisions and kind of take it more seriously. And, you know, when emotions run high, I think things come to a point sometimes where, you know, you really have to consider where your energy is going. And, you know, you want partnerships that work for you and that support you during these difficult times. I feel like a lot of people feel right now that we're going through so much that we want to have support. But if your relationships are not working for you, then they're another thing that is going to be taken away from you. And I don't think that any of us feel like, I mean, I guess I can't speak for everybody, but I I feel personally, like I don't have that to give. So, you know, and sometimes we're so we're stuck in such a cycle that it's good to have an outsider's point of view, Mm -hmm. because sometimes people, Especially us, like we don't know what's going on, so we're gonna give you a genuine, not, you know, point of view or a genuine opinion on what we're we're hearing, and we're not gonna sugarcoat it. But we're not, you know, there's not, no skin in the game, you know. We'll give you some real, real advice at least. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, the first question that she submitted was a really good one that I think that we all go through. And to some degree, I feel like I still am learning how to do this all the time. Um, Hopefully not forever, but. So the first question is, how do I focus on myself after trying to heal from a breakup? Does anyone want to? I mean, it's a really good question. Yeah. I feel like the fact that you can ask that question means that's a really good start because I think oftentimes um, when people do separate or they have breakups, the first thing they think about is how do I get the person Mm -hmm. back?
2: Mm -hmm. That's often said. Yeah. A lot of times.
0: Yeah. Or like you're so focused on the other person, like what are they doing or what did I do wrong? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, if you can ask this question, it's really, it's a really good start to healing yourself. Definitely, um, Self-reflection is a really, really healthy thing to be doing because I think that you can really um, fixate on everything. Like, I feel like it's the equivalence of what happens when, well, what they say happens to you when you pass away, like you go, you see your whole life flash before you. I feel like that's true at the ending of each relationship too. You realize that when things end, it's almost like you, when you're by yourself, you'll start to see like the whole relationship flash before your eyes. you will start ruminating and, and like almost reliving all this stuff like you, and you're seeing it from an external point of view. So that can bring up a lot of emotions. Um so I think it's good to sit with your emotions and focus on yourself and perhaps journal is a good thing to do, have goals, but but don't try to push away feelings, find ways of, I guess, experiencing those feelings without um, ruminating too much on them, like allowing them to come and go you know, and then, um, sometimes you don't want to talk to people about it because you're still, it's too fresh. Like you don't want to continue to explain, like, that's the worst thing ever when you end something with someone and you have to explain to people like the, like when it's new, you have to explain to people what happened. Like, that's the worst thing ever. So sometimes it's nice to just, just journal for a little bit. Um, and then when you get to a point where you feel good on moving forward with, goals i think that's a really good way to to kind of um i guess start self-improvement without completely ignoring your emotions and without completely i guess without ignoring what you're experiencing and pushing that to the side having other things to do than sit there and fixate on what happened wrong in the relationship. So once you start actually hitting small goals, goals for yourself, you'll start feeling a bit more of esteem, but I think it also takes time. It's not going to like happen right away. It takes time to mourn the end of the relationship. So taking your time with that. Um, I would like
1: just to add to like what you said, Olga, Um, I think uh, having a good support system there for you Mm. um to kind of take you away from ruminating and and what just happened you know in terms of like a breakup Mm -hmm. um having good friends spending time with your family and just kind of nurturing yourself um and possibly going into the realm of what you said too is like doing things for yourself like maybe going back to school to improve yourself because at that point when you, when you go Mm -hmm. through your breakup, your esteem is kind of like cut in half. Your self-esteem is like chopped down. So yeah, I guess doing things to kind of build that back up, um, whatever that is for you. Um, Yeah. That's
0: pretty much. Yeah. Those are, those are like staples. Those are good things. What I was going to add to that too is like, That's true. Like doing something different is helpful because if, depending on how long you were in the relationship, you might have mutual friends. Mm -hmm. Like you might have a lot of intermixed like life. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's not helpful to like go to the same restaurants you always went to or hang out with the same friends. Not that you need to cut them off, but it's nice to start creating new experiences away from the person so that you can start slowly but surely maybe meeting different friends mm-hmm. or just having new experiences that aren't affiliated, that are going to remind you of the relationship that just ended. Right. Mm-hmm.
2: And I, I would speak on, uh, just to reiterate what you said, Christina, like to, to kind mm-hmm. of like comfort and soothe yourself in such a, I guess such a harsh time. Breakups mm-hmm. are never easy. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. even when they're, you know, mutual, they're never, they're never going to be easy. So I think from what I could remember, um, Mm -hmm. when I would go through breakups, I think soothing myself was like number one is like, I not I know a lot of people try to go out and party and drink and just slam Mm -hmm. themselves into the next relationship. But Mm -hmm. I've heard it said that you should train your body like Like an Olympian, when you're going through a breakup, meaning like you need time to rest. You need time to focus on nurturing yourself in terms of food. Because during those times, Mm -hmm. you're not feeling the best. You're not, you're probably not sleeping a whole lot. You're probably not eating a whole lot. So Mm -hmm. you got to treat yourself as someone who is training for like a marathon. Sleep well, eat well. Definitely physical activity helps big time because it helps boost your, you know, your serotonin and your dopamine. So those I think that's one of the things I picked up when I went through a breakup is like running Um, because you're going through a lot of like anxiety at the time, too. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's not as simple to say as a breakup, you know, we are grieving through a breakup. Um, But there's also a lot of uh, bonding and attachment that Mm -hmm. goes into your, your primal, your primal drive as a person. So Mm -hmm. they relate to like the departure from a relationship. Um, They've done head scans and there are, there are research that prove that it's kind of like someone coming off of a drug. Like a drug addiction. Mm-hmm. That's exactly how the brain is functioning at that point. So that's why I say yeah. take time out to soothe yourself, sleep. Um and you know, I would tell myself like baby steps, you know, whatever that means, like one one mm-hmm. foot in front of the other. And I think that's my mantra going through breakups. Um, yeah, I would say baby steps, one foot in front of the other. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and I know those are basic, but I think basic matters. Basic is big, you know, mm-hmm.
0: I think, I think during times or everything, like, especially when there's big shifts and things are falling apart, mm-hmm. like, I don't mean falling apart, but in, in the context, the relationship is ending. Therefore it's breaking apart. Mm-hmm. It's always important to go back to the basics. Like you actually need to do that right. sometimes. Right. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Journ- yeah, journaling are really is great good. too and I, I've only discovered that um in the past year I used to journal a lot more but I think that mm-hmm. like going through therapy like finding time to journal definitely helps you mm-hmm. kind of reflect on a lot of things like in a physical sense I think it's really great
0: I agree and you yeah, know I big time journal have ton, <laughs> uh, I have like journals and that's because i think sometimes when you're going through like emotions because you will go through that as you are healing and and getting used to not being in a relationship um you don't know what you're feeling and sometimes to explain that to someone else is a lot so it's nice to just have it like down on paper just for you without having to like put it piece it together to make sense for someone else you know Sometimes it's good to just... And then getting it out helps you not feel like you have to think it about it. Like helps you process it. it. Like you're, you're literally... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it helps you to digest what you're feeling and put it out so that it's not in your mind the whole time. The nice thing is you can share it if you want to, or you don't have mm-hmm. to. You, But you know that in the future, if you do want to talk about it, you'll have your ideas already put together because you've already gone over it with yourself. But I guess that's that's definitely very important. And I also know, like... They say, um, which I didn't know this before, and I I think that would have been helpful. But I but I did keep my journals for a reason. But they say that you can even burn your, like burn your journals or burn write it down on paper and burn it, like if you don't want anyone to see it and you're done. It's not always ideal to reread things, but I do think that if you're in a toxic relationship, they say you should write down what you're experiencing because. When you're in the midst of that fiending, like you said, it's kind of like, um, like withdrawals. Get going cold mm-hmm. turkey, and then having withdrawals for something you, you're used to or addicted to. Um, they say sometimes having that written down to remind you why you're ending the relationship, like because you know something definitely didn't work, and it didn't work enough for you to like end stuff. So there was a reason for that and it's good to i guess not um ignore the fact that you made that decision you could always reevaluate but i think that happens way later yeah. like i think you should give yourself enough time away for from things because i think relationships relationships in general even if you were both like struggling even if we're not saying anybody's wrong or right when they're not in harmony, they take a lot out of you. So giving yourself a break is nice. Like you need to do that regardless of what you ultimately decide. It's nice to have that time back so you can actually find yourself again. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. And doing, doing the stuff that you didn't have time to do because you gave your time to someone else. That's always, that's very satisfying. Actually, that helps a lot. It's like, Oh, some of the
2: tips I would, I would recommend is like, uh, like being in nature. I think that was the one of the best things nice. that I was focusing on after a breakup. Is being in nature, getting out. Like you said, Christina, uh, your support system was very, very important mm-hmm. during those times. Like I talked to a few mm-hmm. friends over the over the phone. This was like during the pandemic, but uh, I was glad that I had them to talk to and. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And and also like, like you said, Carol, like working out, it's like those things, it's not about revenge. Like, oh, I'm going to be this. It's more about like, oh, I didn't have time to focus on myself. And now I have nothing to do. I always wanted to do this. I always wanted to get up early and do yoga kind of thing. And keeping promises to yourself actually rebuilds relationships with yourself. Like it makes you trust yourself and feel good. Like it's silly, but those small things consistently make a huge deal for you. So if you're too busy actually doing things for yourself, like it helps. It helps too. I mean before that.
2: that I was never a runner. <laughs> I loved yoga, mm-hmm. but I was never a runner. And and now oh, yeah. like running just takes mm-hmm. a whole different like it, it becomes a part of you and re identifies you as you, as an individual. And you you know, building that steam. I I think I learned that from running is, you know, there's no one out Mm -hmm. there on the, on the track. And I had to learn to, um, cheer myself on because there's nobody there. It's just you, you know, and yourself Mm -hmm. and you have to motivate yourself, you know?
0: Yeah. 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 And I also feel like it, 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 um, it's, gives you something to do while you're by yourself. Cause not everybody feels good when they're alone. So yeah. I used to be one of those people. It kind of is like spending time with yourself alone. <laughs> That's nice. It can be nice sometimes self-care and all that. Go get your nails done and pamper yourself. That's mm-hmm. nice. I actually like that. And like, even in the best relationships, they take up your time. So think about like all the stuff you didn't have time for before. And I almost suggest doing that in abundance more so than going out and trying to find another relationship or getting drunk because sometimes it can be a little manic to like hyper fixate on something, at least for sometimes when you're feeling the most like pain or feeling like the most uncomfortable. But at least you're channeling it into a positive outlet because if you don't, find something to do with that anxiety or that pain, then like idle hands you know as they say can can drive you to maybe try to avoid like your feelings by maybe something that isn't like a vice that's not so healthy. Mm-hmm. So like have have things to do. Yeah. Have some mm-hmm. things to do. Plan things but also give yourself permission to um, cancel them or reevaluate yours what you're going to do with mm-hmm. your time.
2: And that—that yeah. that, I would add to that, like question yourself, like what is it that you want going forward? You know, after a breakup, mm-hmm. what is it that you desire in your future? Now that, you know, we are individuals before we enter a relationship and it's kind of time yeah. to readdress what our goals are going forward. What are our needs? What are yeah. our desires? What didn't work? what do we want to work on and going Mm -hmm. to school and taking, uh, online courses. I did that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cause Mm -hmm. at at the end of the day, you, you know, all you have is you to work on, you know, Mm -hmm. and how, and how to, how to tell your story, you know, of your, of your journey Mm -hmm.
1: basically.
0: Yeah you stay with you forever. So might as well work on that relationship Mm -hmm. too. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Okay. So hopefully that was helpful. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the next Mm -hmm. question is, what is your input on being friends with your ex? Is it a good idea? Oh
2: dear. (laughs) I have a lot of experience with that
0: yeah i have a lot of thoughts yeah, on yeah. that as
1: <laughs> well
2: you've come to the right place <laughs>
0: <laughs> you come to a very interesting board of people to talk to you about this but i will let everyone else go first because everyone... i feel
2: like this is family feud and it's like eh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and the board says
1: <laughs> <3X-0>. <laughs> no. oh god i guess i Um, I I, I would say it depends on the relationship. If it was a toxic relationship, Mm -hmm. no. Um, and that, that can be debatable, whether you think your, the relationship you were in was toxic or not. So if you think it was worth, Mm -hmm. okay, well maybe we can be friends. There needs to be boundaries placed right away and expectations and the third thing i would say is that there needs to be time for you to get over that person as a lover and to start to see them in a different way Mm -hmm. yeah and sometimes i mean again i mean again you can choose whatever relationship you want with them if if you want to have friends with benefits because that that is normal but that can be messy you Mm -hmm. know so yeah. if you want friendship to actually be a, a quality friendship there needs to be those boundaries in place and you're going to have to be okay with the idea of them dating other people and they're going to have to be okay right. with you dating other people and mm-hmm. um, what else a lot of things that go with that like Sometimes the idea of if, let's say this person broke up with you and wanted to be friends with you on the, the flip side that may feel like, uh, mm-hmm. your, your relationship is degrading. You, you moved from being a lover to a friend and sometimes that can feel degrading. But again, it's like you have to, you have to get over the relationship as it was before in order to say, okay, this, we're having a fresh start. We're friends. We respect each other as friends Mm -hmm. and what had happened before is going to be the past, you know, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and that may be a challenge, but it depends on if you're, if you're both on the same page and you're willing to take it to that level, I would say. Yeah. You guys want to add anything else to that? That's well said, Christy. Yeah,
0: I agree with all that. I, I agree. And I also think like, even just to reiterate or just talk off of what you just said. um, Yeah. You have to be honest with yourself about whether or not what you really, truly are looking for is a friendship or are you looking to remain in some connection with them? They're two different things. Yeah. And you're right, if you want a quality friendship, you want a legitimate friendship with somebody, you have to give yourself time to get over the relationship. Mm-hmm. And if your relationship was significant, I mean, that also could mean that you need time away from them until you are over the relationship before you could even approach a friendship with them. Yeah. There was somebody that said, I don't remember who it was, but they said, if you can be friends with your ex, it's very, or you can be friends with like someone you were with, it's very questionable whether or not you love them at all. Like, mm. and that's, you know, take that with a grain of salt, but I guess I don't think that's hundred percent true, but I do think that there's something to it. If you can, if you put it in the context that if you can be friends with somebody right away, After you broke up, then more than likely you had more of a friendship than you did a relationship. Mm -hmm. Because you need time to mourn that. Like you feel their withdrawal as an emptiness. And like with anything slipping away, your reaction usually is to hold it, you know, hold on to it. Mm -hmm. And if it was significant to you, you'll feel that. You will feel that. So you definitely, if you want a friendship with somebody that you've been in a significant relationship with, um, you do need to give it time and you actually have to go The you still have to go through the process. Some people think that they don't have to go through the process of mourning and ending the relationship. You'll still have to go through that. There's no bypassing yeah. that. And if you do, you get a weird, you'll have a weird relationship that's always questionable with them. I feel. I never
2: heard that before. How about about Like, um, uh, if you're able to stay friends with them afterwards, right away, then it really wasn't like totally romantic I've not heard that before Mm -hmm. but I guess based on my experience I feel like there has been a lot of time in between like the breakups that Mm -hmm. I've had where Mm -hmm. um, I would like to say I'm still friends with two of my exes but Mm -hmm. it's not as easy to say like oh we hang out every weekend no that's not I think that there had to be time after the breakup, like I'm talking about years of reflection. Mm -hmm. And when you feel, it's almost like, you know, we were talking about like the end of a relationship, you have to go through that grieving process before even, it's almost like separating yourself from the person that you love romantically into a new relationship of friendship where there's limitations of what there used to be because you can't expect them to be at your beck and call as a friend Mm -hmm. in the same way. And for me, there needed to be years in between that. And even in our friendships now, I feel like I have to be very strict with my boundaries on Mm -hmm. how often we see each other, how often we talk Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like that's strict for me because I guess coming from this, uh, point of view, I don't want to lead them on to believe that Mm -hmm. I was ever going to get back with them. And I think Mm. that my expectations have changed. Like just because it didn't work when we were together, I think there's a lot of qualities in those two individuals that I do like as, as friendships, But those expectations have to be so much smaller. Like if, for example, I'll give an example. If you're supposed to hang out as friends, you have to know Mm -hmm. that you're not going to be treated as a girlfriend and that you don't have to over, over give of yourself in any way that's not comfortable for you. And know that even if, it, you know, let's say the day gets cut short know that what you're getting out of that friendship is their their time and their conversations their friendship um their mind even i feel hmm. like know that th- those are the things that you're getting out of it nothing more right you know, someone to talk have to, to some... the connection you have with them
0: yeah. but that's about it you right? have to Appropriate boundaries with yourself and mm-hmm. engaging with them, and yes. with them engaging Even
2: with you. Even if they want like, more time with you, you got to be like, no. I yeah, okay somebody
0: always winds up pressing. Mm-hmm. You know, it is circumstantial, yeah. based off of everybody's relationship, and you know, there's always exceptions to the rules, and you know, there's just so many variables. But at the same time, for the most part, you can see where things are going. Like it's, it, it just, you know. I don't know that it's that easy to eliminate certain feelings and attractions for somebody.
2: In one of my instances, I I still am attracted to one of my exes, but I don't, I feel like, you know, it's not the way things were in the past. It's not that kind of romanticism as it was in the past. It's like, I can still find them attractive, but it doesn't mean that I want them in the future. Where where I am mm. mentally, with my goals, and I guess my lifestyle, you know,
0: mm-hmm. and and I think that that's a that and that as a point you gave yourself enough life in between that you're a different person and so yeah. are they that you can revisit, and you can still have that attraction, but mm-hmm. what your what the appeal is doesn't exist in that way right, anymore
2: right
0: so that and you i've know, seen
2: some of them in you would
0: other have
1: to a so yeah yeah but you would have to
0: and you know that's the thing too if you even had to reevaluate whether or not you would start something up you're building a new relationship it's not based off of the right. old one which is not a bad thing either because obviously the old one was not successful
1: right <laughs> i mean just something great you know what i mean like and you, it's, this is kind of funny as a side note, and kind of, I don't know. But you can also see them at a neutral, in a neutral light, and mm-hmm. say that's why it didn't work out to yourself. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes.
0: Oh my gosh! I'd, I'd <laughs> not, right I'd, I'd, I, I, real talk For the record, though, like that's a thing. It's an interesting question. I don't. I haven't remained friends with any of my exes. So give or take that for what you will, but I'm also, we're all different people. And like my relationships ended because very rarely did none of them ended because it ended well and mutually it ended because it went poorly. So if it went poorly in the relationship, then the chances of me being friends with them are just not there you know, cause I didn't get along with them in general. So that's not going to be helpful to be friends with right. them. We just don't get yeah. along. So, you know, so that I do have my points of view on that. I don't. And also, you know, like, uh, your relationships, if you do give yourself some time, your current or newer relationships might have issue with yeah. your closeness. So that'll always be something to reevaluate. Well,
2: I don't know. in my, in my experience they have not but i don't know what that means
0: (laughs) i mean i think that you i think it does depend on how the relationship ended though and i do think that you need to be honest about what kind of relationship you're trying to maintain Mm -hmm. and we all know that sometimes people say friends because oh, they're I was gonna
2: bring that up. They're
0: hoping I
2: was gonna say don't you know they're hoping. I was gonna say be careful not to be a back uh like a back pocket girlfriend, you know. <laughs> or a back pocket boyfriend. Yeah. I just made is it that up, a real thing? I, I think I think that's a real <laughs> I like thing. It. It's like just in case I'm gonna be your <laughs> friend, just in case, you know, it doesn't work out with so and so and you're mm-hmm. right in my back mm-hmm. pocket, you know, like right. Yeah, where I want no.
0: Because you do have to think You do have to consider that too, that, you know what they say that sometimes having male friends can, can kind of wear off or ward off Mm -hmm. suitors. So So that's something to note as well. And if I think from an outsider's point of view, it's a red flag for me. If my potential person is still close with their ex it's just like something you have to consider and nothing could be wrong they could have a very decent but it is baggage yeah. you know like it's still baggage you you'd still feel like weird i would still feel weird about it and maybe under circumstances if i got to know them and or you know like again there's variables to everything but note that that comes with some that still adds baggage to you in ways That maybe you don't mean to continue to have with that person. So it needs to be worth it. If you really, if you really want to stay friends with somebody, they need to be good. Like they need to have been very significant to you for you to put that effort Mm -hmm. in and, and fight for them to stay in your life in that way and do the work it takes to actually maintain a connection with them.
2: I feel like they got to do the same too, because it's not going to be a one-way street. Yeah, it has to
0: be mutual
1: too. Yeah. yeah.
0: They can't be upset with your boundaries. You can't be like there's. It's almost just as intense as an actual relationship would be. It's just as much work. So respect
2: your boundaries, you know, and
0: your limitations. They just, you know, or else it's not going to work. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Okay, I think that one was pretty on par. I think we all kind of agree with the yeah. same things, even though we have different experiences mm-hmm. with Key it. Key points.
2: So, yeah, make sure you have limitations. Readjust your expectations and
0: give yourself and, time, to yes, get over it,
2: and beware of being the back pocket boyfriend and girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> exactly,
0: exactly. Okay, and the last question is what can I do to help myself stay on track? Hmm, I think for me, because I'm all about staying on track. <laughs> Because I've had to, I guess the reason I say that is because I've had to rework my life often. I've had people come in and out of my life. I've had relationships, significant relationships, very long-term relationships. And I've had, you know, to revamp my business ideas and where I'm going in the future and adjust. And life happens. Life happens to all of us. You know, once you... Find a goal, or once you're working towards something that you know you want, it's important to be just as committed to yourself and your life as you are to anyone else. And you need to build that commitment to you and what you want to experience and how you want to live your life and how you want to feel while you're living your life. And sometimes, as a woman, As just a person in general when you're at a certain age like you get a lot of people pulling at you and even now I think because we've been I guess locked up and you know maybe you've lost friends or like you've lost relationships like you might be craving like connection so we almost overextend ourselves Mm -hmm. sometimes to the point where we self-sacrifice I think it's very important this goes with the first one. I think it's very important to create boundaries. Mm-hmm. I think to keep promises to yourself, create scheduling, have things that are um, basically like uh, deal breakers for you. Like I'm not doing this. If it's jeopardizes these things that I know for sure that are the most important to me in achieving my goals that make me feel good. And that I know that I want in my life. Have those, write those down, at least make a few that are deal breakers and make sure you stick to that and create a schedule because you need to prove to yourself that you are committed to you because that's what people underestimate is their relationship that they have to themselves. They think that they're constantly with themselves. So whatever umbrella, the way your mind works is just like, whatever's happening to me, I decide blah, blah, blah. No, you actually have to build trust with yourself. You have to build commitment. You have to learn to love yourself. That's not something that just happens. It happens when you show up and you are like, I'm, I really like what I'm doing. I like how I'm doing it. I like who I am. When you become so committed and you see yourself put in the work, you start having a hard time letting anyone get in the way of that because you like your life as it is that anybody else that comes into your life, if they start taking away, you you cut them. Oh, this is perfect. If I add one more thing, it better make it excellent. If not, it's out of there. I'm not gonna mess this up. I have exactly how I like it. So it's like building that and everybody's unique. So it depends on what you wanna do with your life and how you want it, what track you're talking about. But I think establishing your wants, your needs, and, your goals and making sure you do at least one thing, even if it's small, start small, one promise, one day, then start two days, then do a week. When you see that you can do those things, you will have a harder time letting go of them for anything or anyone. So I think it's, it's, it's a lot it's kind of, of like that.
2: saving, isn't it?
0: Do you guys, it's like things?
2: saving a few yeah. bucks yeah. and then the more you see it grow, the more you want to do it. You want to keep it going. Mhm.
0: Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, it's funny that you say saving, because I think for me, what's funny is I never want to buy things more it's than scary. when I'm broke. When I'm broke, I want to buy everything, <laughs> right? When I'm at a deficit, I want everything. Like, I really, I'm like, oh, my God, like, I need all these things. When I have money, I actually, I go out there and I'm like, I have a different air about me. And I'm like, hmm, what do I sp- spend my fortune on you know what none of this seems good enough I'm good and I won't buy anything so that's a weird dynamic but I learned that about myself so like we all have our little quirks and stuff like that so making sure that you're getting something out of it now and later that's another thing with your goals you have to make sure that there are short rewards like instant rewards and long-term rewards you have to make sure that you're rewarding yourself. See, it's a lot of self-love and work, you know, like, so you're going to be busy. If you find the things that you want, don't stop till you get it and make sure that you're doing something every day that makes you feel like you're doing it. It And, and you, you'll you be proud of yourself. You won't want anything else. And it, it is habit though. Like it's something that's a habit that has to be learned and built and When you put so much effort into something, you don't want anybody to screw it up. That's my, at least that's how I stay on track. That's what I do to keep myself motivated and you will fall off. That's the other thing too. Don't, don't do the all or nothing mentality. That is the number one way to sabotage, Mm -hmm. self-sabotage. Some people will be like, I, I screwed up. Forget it. I'm not doing this. Like, or like if you're dieting, you're like, oh, I had, you know, I had a treat today. Forget it. I might as well have 10 treats. I might as well have another tomorrow. Like it, it can spiral. But the thing is, you have to account that you're going to fail and you're going to screw up. You have to plan for that. That's actually part of the process. So make sure that you allow yourself those moments where you fail, but just make sure that you get back on track as soon as possible you'll you'll learn to just snap back. It's that's also a muscle to pick yourself back up. And I, I mean, the more I did it, the more like shit still goes bad. I still feel like crap sometimes. Like stuff can fall apart. I could fall into a bad habit for a moment, a day, but the more I started like doing these things and having these things put in place, the quicker I bounce back. The quicker like you could see me and I'll be like completely devastated and maybe in an hour, maybe in a day, it's like never happened. And you know, some in a healthy way, like, like some things might take a little while to get back from, but like you will, you will learn how to show up for yourself. And that's important too, because that's what it comes down to. Staying on track means you have a plan, you have a want, and you want to accomplish it. So you need to show up for yourself. And that takes building and habit, not just wanting to do it. You have to do it. You have to make small action plans and make sure you show up to do those things and don't let yourself off so easy and don't do the all or nothing mentality. Find an in-between like, oh, today didn't work out, but tomorrow or as soon as I realize I'm I'm back on track. Like you have to be stubborn. I'm stubborn and people may not like that, but you know what's my, Freaking! This is my superpower. I am so stubborn that even my bad habits can't get in the way of what I want because I arranged it that way. So you could let your vices. Sometimes your superpower lies in your vices. Like people don't like that, but for you, it could it might be where your strength is. You know. So that's something to consider. How about? Do you guys have anything to add to that? How do you stay on track?
2: I had a question. Do oh, they mean by staying ahead. on track like like in a relationship or just in general?
0: Well, in the context of like how to heal after you're out of a relationship, I would assume it it's to do with that, but I mean, that might be helpful too how to stay track on track when you're in a relationship and when you're leaving a relationship.
1: Um, I would say to add to that but that was that, that, those were really good points. Um, the other thing I would say is that if, if it's toward like a goal that you have in mind, somewhere I heard is to is to tell people, let's say for instance, you have a goal to um, go back to school or something and you're going towards mm-hmm. that goal. They say to also tell people because, they you're holding they'll hold you accountable. They'll ask you, you know, mm. how did how is that going? What are you doing with that? You know, so it'll make you. Not only will you you're holding yourself accountable, other people will hold you accountable, and that will kind of that yeah. might be a way to help you keep stay on track. Um, another thing would be to. I kind of like what you were saying too about like taking small steps into like making it like a routine or making it uh something you actually feel second nature versus like something you're dre- you're dreading to do you know like say mm-hmm. second nature meaning mm-hmm. like i don't know like something like flossing at night at first you know it feels like oh an extra step and but eventually, even though it still may feel like an extra step, you'll you won't question it. You'll just do it. You're just like, okay, this is just something yeah. thing. I'm just gonna add to my routine, even though I'm tired. I'm just I'm just gonna do it, and that's just a part of the goal, which is to have healthy gums. You know? <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> there. there are some things you can. Think I agree that.
0: with that too.
2: They say, though, when when you have goals, like you release dopamine, dopamine is what keeps you driving towards that goal, which is interesting. Mm. So you can train your body into releasing dopamine to achieve a certain goal.
0: But I think that it's good to note, like, you got to know how you work, Mm -hmm. too, Mm -hmm. like, because all of these things are will work for you. But it's more helpful too it's really helpful if you understand how you work cuz mm-hmm. i i self reflect to the point where i'm like ugh you know like i was starting to tell people my goals and then i almost felt like i was rebelling against myself or i don't know if it's like self sabotage but then in some cases like knowing that people watch you and knowing that they're going to ask you kind of like Um, motivates you to be prepared next time and have something to say. They say there are different motivations. Some are reward-based and some are Mm fear-based or like consequence-based. Now you can use both techniques to actually accomplish your goals and stay on track, or you could use one or the other, depending on what, you know, like what your personality is and what your experiences are. And because some people who have had more like, harsh like criticism might not do well alone and might do not do well to like have I guess self-talk because they could be really really like hard on themselves and that can beat them down to the point where they're like I can't do this Mm -hmm. and what they really need is an additional motivator Mm -hmm. you know like someone saying oh yeah you did a great job some sometimes people work better that way Mm -hmm. or sometimes people like they feel like competition is good. So they tell people that are doing the same mm-hmm. thing. So they feel a healthy competition to motivate them because they want to reach a goal alongside with people. Cause it's easier to move in a mass. It's easier to move in a community, you know, depending on what you're doing. Those are all like really good things to think about. Cause they're both helpful. Like, and just all of it's helpful. Um, it's knowing what you need too, though. Yeah. Like, is Sometimes you need all of them. Sometimes you need one. Sometimes you need none of them, you know. Do you have any, anyone else have anything I else would to just, add
2: on that? I would just add um, maybe a piece of advice that I've been given. And I probably said this in a different podcast before. But uh, we all know Lester. Lester taught me that, you know, it's helpful to plan. And I was, I, I kind of went mm. back and forth in my life, whether planning worked or, you know, going off my intuition sometimes worked. But he explained to me that if you plan, even if you fall off, you're better on track if you plan than if you hadn't. And so same thing yeah. with like dieting, like even though you may have a cheat day and you fell off, as long as you, your goal is to stay on the mark, that's the majority of every day. And, you know, one day yeah. it might not harm you as much as you think it would. But the the overall right. goal is to stay on track. So to have that plan right. and to, like, take little, slep- little steps to get there is probably better than have not done it at all.
0: Right. I also
1: think that if, yeah. if you do it with one thing then you can do it with many things. Like you realize mm-hmm. your potential with that one thing, you hit that goal and it's like, wow, I can do this in any situation in my life, like and accomplish it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's very true. That's that's why it, I guess that is like the benefit of doing small things too, like having small goals. If you If you find yourself struggling, like doing, keeping promises and small goals definitely is a good place to start. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a good place to start.
2: And I'll say another, another advice is uh, comparison is the thief of joy. (laughs) Sometimes (laughs) we may feel smaller than we are by comparing ourselves. So I would say that.
0: Um, Not to shit on everybody's efforts, but like, sometimes you're like, Oh, these people are struggling more than I am. Like, you know, you do that in school. Like if you have a school project and you're like, I hate it. And then, you're like, somebody's really struggling because it, they're just not good at that, you know? And you're like, oh, maybe mine's not so bad. It's, you know, sometimes you are too, basically, you're too hard on yourself. Your expectations can be very, very like high that you kind of have literally given yourself like a dysmorphic image of everything you do. Right. You know, it is Absolutely. the imposter uh, yeah. syndrome, which a lot of us deal with. Yeah that you're like oh my god this is terrible and it's really it's probably really decent or good if anything and, and it's just cuz you're so hard yeah, on like you,
2: you look back on your on your projects from like 3 years ago and you're like wow that was actually really good and nobody liked liked it
1: <laughs> right like your your per- perception even if you're comparing yourself to someone else your perception could still be off you know, you could say all of this looks crappy it, compared it, to them, but I mean, that's your perception at the moment. Because I mean, maybe
0: it's not. And for sure, the opposite could happen, where you're like, "Wow, I worked <laughs> really hard," and then you're like, "I'm, I'm not." sure. are <laughs> really
1: calling
2: cringe, yeah. the cringy moment. <laughs> or you might go back like three but, years
1: later and be like, "That was bad," when <laughs> you thought it was there. <laughs>
0: but that's kind of like. When I say, like, comparing yourself to other people, too, like, when I see what, like, let's just say I'm comparing something that I put out in digital media, you know, podcasts or something like that, it might feel like crap. And maybe it's not great, but at the same time, I almost enjoy people's that are, like, kind of just on a whim. I'm like, it's kind of funny, and it's not put together, and the quality is kind of sketch, but... I like that they, they liked what they were doing. Like, that's what I mean yeah, by that. Like, you know, you're sitting here being ridiculous, combing over things to a certain degree, but then you're like, these people are having a fun time doing what they're doing. And what they're producing is not what I'm painstakingly trying to do. Like, and they're still, they're confident about their stuff and it's enjoyable, you know, because they're being authentic and they're not trying to be perfect. They're just, they're just being where they're at. And sometimes that's okay too to just be where you're at now and work on it and that's going to come slowly in some cases or you know you got to learn how to appreciate the the aspects of yourself too that are not refined yet you know and maybe never will be that's it's a good lesson to learn in the process of staying on track it's picking yourself up and you know having bruises and not being perfect it's definitely a good place to start, I feel. And
2: one more thing. Yeah. Also, if you want to stay focused, limit your time on social media because that will eat away mm. at your life. So.
0: Be honest with yeah. yourself. Yeah. Be honest with yourself about why if you don't meet your marks, why is that? Why, why really <laughs> truly is that? Which is why sometimes it's like, you know, we all have excuses and sometimes it's okay to not include people in like what your goals are because of that until you iron those things out, because you know what your excuse was that you stayed up too late or you decided to rebel and not do it because you didn't feel like it. But, you know, every decision comes with a consequence and you know you do have to be honest with yourself and decide was it worth it and if it's not then learn learn from it it'll it'll be helpful to be honest with yourself instead of saying you know all these things worked against me and I mean sometimes I mean I've had it worth everything worked against me one day but like no not to not to cry wolf when it's not that because you can you could corner yourself into thinking that you're not capable of things but it's not because you're not capable of things. It's because you didn't actually put forth the effort and you just convince yourself that you're not capable of things. Mm -hmm. So in those situations, it's better to be honest with yourself that, Oh, I didn't actually put all my all into it. It's just that I really didn't manage Mm -hmm. my time. Well, or I, you know, I I needed a break and I didn't take a break when I should have. And I chose the wrong time to take a break or, you know, we're human. But you don't have to admit it to anybody else but yourself. But to be honest with yourself, it's helpful because that's how you find yourself. That's how you,
2: you know, you can improve
0: by admitting
1: it to
2: yourself. Yeah. I'm just going to add the social
1: media thing. There's nothing like social media to make you feel like you're not accomplishing your goals.
2: (laughs) Mm. Yeah. Are you building someone else's dream or are you working on your own? (laughs) <laughs> right,
0: exactly. Ooh, that's, but it's like nobody has it as together as they make oh, yeah. it seem. Yeah, it's
2: true. So. Yep. Oh, it's the delusions of the metaverse.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's yeah. true.
0: That's definitely true. All right. I guess that'll be it for the question segments. So that was fun. And I think that, again, like it's nice to reflect on the lessons we've learned and hear each other like our different, you know, ways of approaching things and the advice. Cause I think we'll all take this advice too and like reevaluate our goals and our relationships. And, you know, cause I think sometimes we all need that yeah. in one way or another, we could apply it in many different ways in our life.
1: It's a good reminder.
0: So, yeah. Yeah, so I think that'll be it for today Thanks ladies for joining me on the first ever like video slash audio. This is kind of fun. So as we play with this more, it'll be fun to do more of these video slash audio podcasts. So yeah, we'll probably pull some cards maybe next time um, and introduce new things yeah, it'll be a nice new way to kind of communicate and see everybody and everybody to see us and you know get us in a different light. Um, so we are going to have a few new guests on too and some upcoming shows. So stay tuned for that. and uh, more than likely there will be some um, possible YouTube videos coming up. so stay tuned for that information. And like always, thanks for joining us and yeah, we'll, we'll see you now and talk to you later. Bye. Bye.